0: you can just cut this whole thing out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Hi everyone, welcome to our second episode of Mastering Veganism. I'm your host Maggie, and I'm here with my co-host Damien... Hi everybody. So today we're going to talk about what changes you're going to experience in your first month on a plant-based diet and how to survive it. We're going to tell you the good, the bad and the ugly of it. And stay tuned because at the end of it, we're going to tell you the five most important tips we wish we would have known when we started out.
1: Just a short disclaimer, we're by no means any health or nutrition experts. So all the things we're going to tell you are based on our own research, it might as well be wrong. If you change your diet, it's important to get regularly checked by a physician. Don't forget that.
0: And speaking of changes in diet, you know, like with any dietary change, such as low carb, high protein, no sugar diet, you might experience headaches or stomach aches or a change in bowel movements, whatever. That's normal with any diet.
1: It's completely normal. Yeah. And
0: I just feel like with veganism or with plant-based diets, people are like, hmm. It's probably the veganism. Yeah,
1: there's, it's a lot more suspicious if something changes in your body. But I, I think from what we experience, it's completely normal.
0: Yeah, really give your body a month to adjust.
1: But still, check with your doctor if something feels soft. Yeah. So before we talk about the good, the bad and the ugly, there's something that might be good or not, depending on uh, what you actually wish. And this is weight gain. So Maggie, what about the weight gain?
0: You might experience weight gain or weight loss. Yeah, so we put that into the neutral bracket because depending on your cultural background and your own desires and wishes, that might be good or bad for you. And that's also very dependent on what you ate before, what you're currently eating on a plant-based diet, what your dispositions are, what your hormonal levels are. As you can see, there are many factors that play a role. But if you're on a long-term whole foods, plant-based diet, I think that your body weight should stabilize with time.
1: And if we talk about a plant-based diet, we usually mean a whole foods, plant-based diet because to be fair, also beer and crisps is a vegan diet and probably not a very sustainable or healthy one.
0: Yeah, you could literally just eat Oreos all day and you would still be a vegan. So there's that. So let's start with the good. Studies have shown that vegans benefit from good gut health thanks to an increase in fiber intake, and this can lead to lower levels of inflammation and elevated digestive health. This is definitely something that we noticed. Um, I mean, I
1: think especially you, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get very intimate today and talk about bowel functions and bowel movements. But yes, uh, you will realize that you can go a lot more regularly. And it's going to be a lot smoother and quicker. TMI. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move on to the next point before it gets embarrassing.
1: So what one thing that a lot of people report and that both of us have felt very clearly is more energy.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Like, hands down, I never felt as energized as I have with a plant-based diet.
1: So what I noticed was that I had much less afternoon fatigue. Oh, yeah. I think it's mostly because I ate less fats and and, and sugars uh, for a normal lunch, so I would naturally just be much more energized and don't have this kind of, you know, massive uh, attacks of tiredness after lunch.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you eat a salad with feta cheese or cottage cheese, which is quite fatty in the end, you most likely will experience that two or three o'clock afternoon fatigue and down. So that's something we don't have anymore.
1: So what what else are the good things that people can expect when they change to a plant-based diet?
0: A lot of people report clearer skin. That's something yeah. that I personally notice as well. I used to have adult acne quite bad on my face and my back and that definitely got a lot less. It's less when I eat a whole foods plant-based diet. If I eat crappy food, then it kind of comes back. But that's definitely something I noticed personally. Do you want to talk about snacking?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one. So I generally feel that since I'm on a plant-based diet, I eat much more healthy. And I almost completely stopped snacking, especially in in an office environment, because usually there are a lot of snacks just lying around, cookies and chocolates.
0: So many temptations all the time.
1: So many temptations, but since I just opt to not eat any primal derived foods mm-hmm. anymore and usually all these snacks in, in in a normal office have a lot of uh, dairy mm-hmm. in it i just opt not to eat them and i don't have to you know have this inner conflict all the time like should i eat the chocolate should yeah. i eat the chocolate and i naturally never buy any sweets because mm-hmm. i'm not even that inclined to eat sweets but if they're in front of my nose i mm-hmm. it's very hard to say no but i snack a lot less since i'm on a plant based diet
0: yeah uh, and also something that occurred to me as well is that you become a lot more mindful of your food yeah like whereas back then you would maybe grab a coffee and then grab a handful of small chocolates or a croissant whatever and just eat that not really think about it once you go on a plant-based diet everything you eat you do very mindfully you're very aware of it yeah especially in the beginning i think yeah yeah
1: and I mean, then the last topic before we go to the bad stuff and actually give you a lot of useful advice.
0: My favorite topic.
1: So there's a whole world of new foods to be Mm -hmm. explored.
0: It's bonkers. (laughs) I
1: I didn't really realize that before transitioning. But once I was transitioning, I realized there are so many new foods and meals to be discovered. And And
0: textures and like herbs and flavors and spices.
1: Because I don't know about other people, but I used to eat a lot of the same foods, Mm -hmm. so I had my five, six go-to foods that I would cook or buy all the time, and I didn't spend much time exploring other things.
0: Probably a lot of people eat like that, because when you talk to someone and say you're vegan, they're like, oh, but what do you eat? And I think that's because they have a quite narrow um, perspective on the foods that you can eat. I read somewhere there are 80,000 edible plants, 80,000. So, yeah. Very so, colorful.
1: I, I think for me, that was a really cool journey exploring all new foods, restaurants, recipes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you haven't done that yet, stay tuned because that's going to be a really yeah. cool journey.
0: I personally, that was my favorite part of the whole process just discovering new foods and recipes and cookbooks. I got a bunch of new cookbooks and I just loved experimenting.
1: As you can see, Maggie's really the foodie <laughs> here, um, and I'm probably more pragmatic.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: So, let's get to the interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, the bad. Um, Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So, in the next few minutes, we're going to talk about all the bad things that might happen to you or you might experience in your first few weeks on a plant-based diet. One of the most important ones, at least for me, was not regarding my body or nutrition, but regarding social confrontation. Because once I transitioned to a plant-based diet, I kind of realized that people very much like to talk to you about it, and they're often very much opinionated. Oh, very
0: much.
1: You know, there's this old joke. How do you spot that somebody is vegan?
0: Don't worry about it. They will tell you. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) And you know, for a long time, before I became a vegan, That's exactly what I thought. But once I became a vegan, I realized it's pretty much the other way, because as soon there's no meat or dairy on your plate, people will spot it and they will Mm -hmm. ask you no matter what.
0: Yeah, people have very strong feelings about it, like very strong. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I think a good tip about that to kind of combat this whole opinion thing and discussion thing either say, that's what I did, I told everyone that I'm doing a 30-day vegan challenge, which wasn't a lie, that's actually what I did. And I felt that people were a lot more curious than they were opinionated.
1: Because there's a few different ways non-vegan people are going to talk to you about it. Some are curious and they kind of want to know why you're doing it and how it's going, and it's usually very fruitful discussions. But then there are a lot of other people that would just like ride out, attack you Mm -hmm. and coming up with a lot of factual misconceptions, you know, a very classical one is. So actually being vegan is non-sustainable because it uses up a lot of agricultural land. And if everybody was a vegan, we wouldn't be able to feed society. Mm -hmm. So if you do research on that, it's complete bullshit.
0: I mean, when they tell you that you can just say we feed more than 58 billion animals a year. And we can't feed our 7, million, uh, 7 billion people on Earth.
1: Yeah, and if you look about, for example, soy production, depending on the country, about 90 ish percent of soy production is used for animal stock feed.
0: Yeah. Right. And um, if you go online, you will find these answers, but I recommend you to download Earthling Ed's ebook. He's an animal rights activist. And the ebook is called 30 Non vegan Excuses and How to Respond to Them. You will find everything in there. I think it's quite comprehensive. And he gives very good examples as well on how to talk to people.
1: Yeah. And and the other thing is, if you don't have had the time yet to get your facts straight, probably just try to avoid the discussions. Um, as Maggie said before, by others saying that you are just trying this out for a few days or weeks or don't tell people right away that you're trying to transition to a plant-based diet if you don't mm-hmm.
0: have to. I got into discussions early on and those discussions still haunt me because I'm I'm thinking oh I should have said that and that even now even like almost 3 years later I think about these discussions and I wish I just didn't have them or that I would have had the information back then already
1: Cool so the second bad thing Yes
0: so, so this goes into the whole weight loss weight gain thing Once you go on a plant-based diet it's it can be quite hard to estimate your daily calorie intake. Yeah, because
1: you're-, you're just used to eat more calorie-dense foods. Yeah. If you have a very normal Western diet, you're used to eat very calorie-dense foods like meats, a lot of cheese and uh, cream-based sauces. Yeah. And once you transfer to a plant-based, especially whole food plant-based diet, you just have to eat a lot more in terms of volume mm-hmm. to reach the same amount of calories. And I didn't know that in the, in the beginning, and for a few weeks, I didn't eat enough by far. And then I started tracking just out of curiosity, and I realized that I only ate about half the calories that I actually, mm-hmm. you know, should. And yeah. it was mind-boggling for me to realize how big of a bowl of lentils I can eat to get approximately five or 600 calories.
0: Mm-hmm. So get ready to really indulge in some delicious food. Uh, but yeah, make sure to get, a, get an app and track that for one or two weeks. You should That should suffice. Yeah,
1: just develop a new intuition for it. Yeah. It's actually, I don't know why we put this under bed. It's kind of a good thing. You can just eat endless amounts of food.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, another thing, new routines.
1: With new routine, we mean you have to find new recipes, probably new restaurants, and potentially even new shops. Mm-hmm. And as you transfer to a plant-based diet, you very likely will buy other products and you have to first figure out whether they're vegan or not. Mm-hmm. So you have to read a lot of labels. This is true for food, but if you're serious about it in the long run, this might be also true for other things like cosmetics, etc.
0: Yeah. It's good if you have the energy or the time to do that all at once, like kudos to you, go for it. But it can be quite overwhelming if you realize that you have to check everything in the beginning
1: yeah as a simple rule of thumb if on the label it doesn't say milk meat or eggs you should be fine or you're largely fine that yeah. is and don't worry about if it says may contain traces of, because it's just a note that is that the product is manufactured on a plant that also produces products containing milk or eggs yeah. or dairy
0: yes let me repeat that for everyone because <laughs> apparently a lot of newbies don't know that may contain does not mean that there is those products I, in I the
1: product. I think they mainly do it for for, aller- for allergies yeah. so they don't get sued yeah. at the end of the day.
0: Especially for not allergies, and I think milk can also be quite drastic, yeah. not sure. Anyway, you talked about restaurants before, so yeah. I want to pick up on that. Yeah. There is a really cool app, it's called Happy Cow an app that shows you restaurants that offer vegan meals. This might be all vegan restaurants, vegetarian restaurants,
1: or just average restaurants with meals. Yeah, just normal restaurants. It's basically uh, a Yelp for uh, for vegans. And we've made very good experiences with the app. We use it always in our hometown, but also when we travel. It's available Mm -hmm. in all major and also smaller towns globally.
0: Yeah. Even when we look for holiday destinations, what I tend to do is I go on Happy Cow and check out the Sitch <laughs> over there. And if they don't have a lot of options, we tend to decide to go somewhere else.
1: And talking about non vegan products, unfortunately, wine is often not vegan. So many newbies don't know that. But yeah, wine is usually not labeled if it's vegan or not. There is vegan wine, but there's also a lot of wines, especially in the supermarkets, which are not. Mm
0: -hmm. There are apps where you can search your wine that you want to buy and it will tell you if it's vegan or not. The reason that they're not vegan is that oftentimes they use fish bladder or egg white. Yeah, or animal protein. Or uh, animal protein to, uh, I don't know. It's a
1: process to make the wine clear of of cloudy, Oh, of, yeah. of molecules that make it look cloudy.
0: Which is such a stupid reason, actually, yeah. to use these products. But fear not, there are also good news. There are a lot of accidentally vegan stuff. Like I mentioned before, Oreos, who would have thought they're vegan? You can make awesome Oreo cashew cheesecakes with it. And just Google it, accidentally vegan stuff, and you will find a bunch of things that are vegan.
1: Yeah. In, in case of Oreos, it's probably just because Sugar is cheaper than, than actual milk, I yeah. don't know. Please don't sue me. But
0: <laughs> Also, there is palm oil in it, which is also not something that we should actually support, but one after the other. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree.
0: So talking about all this, it can seem kind of overwhelming. Do you, Damien, have any tips on how a new vegan can survive? Yeah.
1: I think it really depends on how much time and energy you have to put into this. For me, it was very good, as I said in the beginning, to take it very slow. So I didn't you know, wake up one morning and decided I'm 100% vegan from now on, but I just said, the first thing I did is said, okay, let's only have vegan lunch. So I started with the lunches.
0: Yeah, I did not know that, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of you know, replaced one meal after the other and also i would make exceptions in the beginning so when Mm -hmm. in the first few weeks when there was a company dinner and there was no vegan option i would just go with it and not you know um obsess about it and then the more i got comfortable with it the more i kind of would, you know find alternatives until about three to six months i I can't even remember
0: i remember it was sometime in may just that year when you started to become vegan and you were outraged you called me and you're like maggie This is outrageous. I'm at a company, Alparo, which is like a reception and have nothing to offer for vegans. What is this? We're in the 21st century and this is unacceptable. And I was like, hold on a second. You're a vegan? (laughs)
1: Like, Oh, yeah. And he's
0: like, I don't want to label it, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I guess for me, that was the time where I realized that you were...
1: And and, And I was pretty drunk back then because I didn't eat. (laughs) But I drank a lot instead. Classic. Classic.
0: classic. But yeah, it's funny because you have a very different story to me. Yeah. Because I basically woke up one day and was like, that's it. I'm going to become vegan. And for me, it was a drastic change, really. And I remember researching the topic of veganism and finding out about this animal cruelty. And I just felt very lonely and upset. I was almost mm-hmm. depressed from all the misery. And what really helped me back then was to find a community. I found a group of vegans close by and I did activism with them. I'm not saying that you have to do that, but for me it was a way for me to channel that energy into something good. So yeah, if you if you go on Facebook or even just on Google, you will find communities close by. Like I think there is an app called Meetup. Or like I said, Facebook groups. You will find a bunch of things. Yeah.
1: Cool. And don't forget, transitioning to a plant-based diet is hard work. So also reward yourself. Like yeah. go out, have a blast, have some really nice food. Get a cook real something.
0: good vegan cheeseburger. Mm.
1: Or invite some friends, have a really good yeah. vegan feast.
0: Show them your vegan cooking skills. You
1: can even go to Burger King, have a plant-based burger.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Cool. Last but not least, you might, especially in the beginning, experience some cravings for your previously favorite foods, Mm -hmm. and this is something that goes away with time, but it might happen in the beginning, and I think there's no silver bullet to conquer this, but there's vegan alternatives for everything. So you can have a vegan burger you can have a vegan cheese fondue maybe just you know replace your old product with a new vegan one that is as closely as possible
0: yeah just go on google and type in vegan mac and cheese and you will find millions of recipes and you can do that with any dish really there is a substitute recipe for everything
1: yeah and if you want to have a vegan Cheese fondue without cheese. Go to our website, and there's a really cool recipe.
0: www.masteringveganism.com.
1: And it takes about fifty minutes yeah. to produce.
0: Not even. It take. Maybe. If you have a Vitamix that has the soup function, you can do it within five minutes, virtually.
1: Cool. There's one last topic that I think Maggie especially wants to talk about, and that's the <sighs> ugly part or potentially ugly part of your first month as a vegan?
0: I mean, I'd rather not, but I guess we already talked about it for a little bit, so I might as well just go out. So the ugly, the gas, the bloating and your bowel functions. There are a lot of different reasons for these changes, but one could be that the higher fiber intake of the vegan diet and the increase in carbohydrates ferment in the gut, and thus that can just cause bloating.
1: Yeah. Moving to a plant-based diet, especially if you had a very different diet before, is a major change for your body and your body just needs time to adapt.
0: Yeah. This can really... I think this can take like up to a month or two or even longer, really. The
1: thing is, I never had any problems personally.
0: Me neither. It was just in the good direction. But I know that my brother, for example, he has experienced issues. Sorry, Benny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's good to keep a food diary. If you experience a lot of bloating, write down what you eat in a day, and then also write down when you experience bloating, and then what just, time you can real you realize what you can foods correlate. Yeah,
1: different um, outcomes to to different ingredients, mm-hmm. and then just read up on the individual foods. So, as for example, with uh, with lentils or beans, soaking might help. With other foods, it's probably best to just mm-hmm. omit them, or just consume lower quantities. So that's enough of, uh, of the changes. Yeah. It's time to give you the five most important tips that we wish we would have had when we first started out as vegans, because I think this would have saved us a lot of troubles.
0: Yeah. So, so what, what I mentioned before is find a community, because this will really help you to stay motivated. They will give you tips, they will give you insights and having that sort of discussion and exchange can be super healing and comforting.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of, you know, insider foods that you might not know. For example, nooch nutri- or nutritional yeast. Mm. Probably you haven't heard of it before, but like vegans are so fond of it and they talk yeah. about it all the time. So it's kind of, you know, all these little tips and tricks you might get from a community. Yeah. And the second one, again, let's be clear, being on a plant-based diet does not necessarily mean that you're on a healthy diet. As said, beer and chips is a vegan, but it's definitely not a healthy diet. So when you transfer to a plant-based diet, there's a lot of change in the nutrient intake. You will definitely have to take care about your vitamin B12, about your vitamin D, zinc, iodine, and also omega-3 fatty acids. We really recommend to read up on this in detail. We will also cover this in a later blog post, but take time very early on to read up to what foods you should eat in order to satisfy all the vitamin and mineral, etc. needs, Mm -hmm. and also get checked by a doctor regularly if you start.
0: Yeah, but very important, take your vitamin B12. I cannot stress it enough. A low vitamin B12 in your body can lead to severe
1: and lasting
0: issues. Yeah. So this is
1: this is really no joke. Yeah. Read up on it and if you don't have read up on it yet, still start at least supplementing vitamin B12. And there's no way around this.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Another important tip is how to keep up your motivation. So what we did is we watched a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies, for example, on Netflix. So there's Game Changes out now. There is Food Inc. There what is the what the hell?
0: Forks over knives, Earthlings, Cowspiracy. The list is endless. Uh, also Dominion on YouTube or mm. Dominion Movement. If, if you really
1: want to to see the hardcore stuff?
0: Yeah. And I think it's really important that you really do watch these things and read up on it. It's it's quite easy to forget about these in our day day to day lives but remind yourself why you're doing this and why it's important that you stick to a vegan diet. And finally, to our last point on the list, make sure to really treat yourself with some delicious vegan food, be it in a vegan restaurant, in a non-vegan restaurant, be it at home. And if you're looking for a really cool app, I can recommend Deliciously Ella. She's whole foods plant-based, also gluten-free, I believe. So if you're gluten intolerant, that might be interesting for you too and you will find really delicious new flavors and textures and fruits and vegetables there that you might not have cooked with before. Yes, I think that's it.
1: That's definitely it.
0: Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check us out on Instagram at mastering.veganism.
1: Or go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. That's masteringveganism.com.
0: Yeah, I think that's it from us. Cool. Speak to you soon.